Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone, and happy Halloween. This is our Halloween episode, and I hope you're having a ghoulishly great day. I know I am, and we have two amazing women with us today. Uh, We have Los Angeles celebrity medium, Hollis Duran. Hollis is a medium, host of her own podcast, Here in Spirit, with Hollis Duran, and a best-selling author. Hollister provides detailed messages from Spirit, which have been touched, which have touched hearts worldwide. She has been on the Tori and Dean Home Sweet Hollywood show and America Now. Hollister has also been a guest on John Edwards' Sirius FM's show, The Seance, KOST FM radio show called The Medium, Coast to Coast with George Nori. Hollister is also a best-selling author for her book, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different. I love that. And we also have and welcome Mary Marshall. Mary is a paranormal investigator and founder and director of the Paranormal MD Investigations, where she investigates ghosts and hauntings. Perfect for today. She is also a psychic medium, educator, lecturer, journalist, and author of Continuum, a sci-fi romantic adventure. Mary has also appeared on Quest, a PBS talk show, All Fired Up, Haunting History, and she's in the documentary on the WI Bigfoot, Finding Joy. Welcome, ladies. I'm so happy you're here. Well, happy (laughs) Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Happy Halloween. So let me start because this is such a great day. I have to ask the question, on Halloween, do the spirits start kicking up? I mean, is there more activity going on on this day than any other day? And whoever wants to answer first, please do. Well, I'll start from my perspective, which is is that the spirits are with us. Yeah, this is Hollister, by the way. (laughs) The spirits are with us all the time. However, often our attention turns toward them at Halloween, um, especially sort of the the ghostly uh, side. So I think Mary can speak to that. But as far as I'm concerned with the work that I do, connecting people at the frequency of divine love, what that does is bring people in connection with their loved ones all the time. And I hear from the spirits, we are with you. So on this day, every day. That's wonderful. Mary? Um, I would tend to agree uh, from the psychic medium perspective, of course, that, you know, they're always there. But you know what? Here, I'm going to throw something at you because what I do in the paranormal is when, just like in, uh, if you are looking at it spiritually, when you focus your attention, and again, there's a lot of attention being focused. You have more people who are going to be doing anything from Ouija to, you know, scaring each other, but they're also thinking about the debt, and that can, can collapse it into a reality. The wave functions can collapse that into the reality. Your attention, your observation, you're calling them. Um, do I think that it is that they're around more on this day now, but our attention is drawing them in. So let's, let's talk about the Ouija board a second, because you brought it in. Now, I have been taught that we do not play with Ouija boards because they're not necessarily the toy you want to play with. Um, 
what would you like to say about that? Let's start with Mary this time on that. Hollister's um, <laughs> health upper cup. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot, a lot of people who will disagree with this because here's the thing: the Ouija board is just a board. It is you. It is a game. What the problem is, and I personally feel with the Ouija board, is the intention behind. Okay. Sorry about that. You are also um, in the state of mind when you are using it to open up things. People don't use it properly. They may be inviting in, opening up portals, and not closing it up. If you have a brand new Ouija board out of the box, and you're just doing it, you're probably okay if intentions are good and you know what you're doing. If you're using someone else's, that has all that energy attached to it. And more times than not, it's negative. Um, That is just the problem. When you open that doorway, per se, it's not just good that's going to be coming in. It can be negative as well. So I personally will not use them. Um... And I know people have been skeptical and use them all the time, and they're fine. Me? No way. I used to work at a radio show, and we did a show where they did live Ouija. All the actual investigators that were in that room said, I'm not touching that thing. (laughs) So it depends on the, the person. And Hollister, your thoughts? Well, um, I get asked this quite a bit. Um, And in my workshops, I have allowed people to work with different tools um, to help them sort of fine tune their energy and make connections stronger. And I see the board as a tool, like any other tool, a pendulum, tarot cards, things like that. However, I agree with Mary 1000%, the intention, the grounding, the protection, the way you approach it, that the board be cleared, all of that kind of thing. And when you think about it, the Ouija board has often been a late night, midnight, you know, we've had a few beers, let's pull out the Ouija board kind of game. It is not a game. Let me repeat It is not a game. It is indeed a tool which can be used at the correct frequencies um, with correct intention and with protection. But other than that, don't play with it. It's not a toy. It's like throwing a kid in a car and saying, drive. Don't do it. Well Great said. advice. Yes, really well said. And I'm so grateful. So now I know I sort of started in the middle of the show, but I want to go back and have everybody learn about your beginnings and how you started, you know, how you found out about your gifts, how you developed them. So why don't we start with Hollister? Why don't you tell us about, you know, were you a child? Were your parents supportive? Did you shut it down and then reopen it as an adult? It's okay, all yours. Well, you just sort of told my story. But besides oh. that, <laughs> because it's the story of so many, actually. I mean, it really is. We, we all, of a certain age, we all share a similar story. These days, fortunately, um, parents are, are not suggesting that their children um, close down their natural abilities to connect with spirits. So um, that's kind of a very exciting thing to see children get you know, be connected, they come into this world, they are connected, they stay connected throughout their lives. It's very exciting. So as a teacher, I really, I really love to work with the parents of these children. 
Now, as far as my my own upbringing, I had always seen spirits from the time that I was a kid. Um, and they were spirits I knew, my grandfather. Um, but then they also became spirits I didn't know. Um, and that was a little scary for me. Um, one other thing I'd like to point out, you mentioned that this is a gift. I see it much more as a talent, um, something that we are born with and that we can develop, that we can use to help others. Um, but in the beginning, I didn't see it as a gift. I saw it much more as a curse, as something that made me different from other people. Um, so now seeing it as a talent, like singing, dancing, or anything else, which you how do much so talent well. you're born with and then how you choose to develop it. That's, you know, that's a great answer. Go ahead, Mary. I'm sorry. No, I said, that's interesting because the, the one thing that I picked up on and I total, I'm in agree with a lot of that is that the word I use is ability because right. when you're dealing, you know, a gift is, is, it just doesn't fit it. And, you know, so for me, I always refer to it as ability because everyone has the ability. Some people just develop it into something that they can use to service other people, you know, or, and, or yourself with that right. being said. Um, there's a couple of things like for me in commenting on the psychic medium, I got a very, very late start doing that. Um, it had been with me my whole life, but because of family, um, there, and at probably at the time, my religious beliefs, um, you know, there's still family. I can't talk about this. It's all, even the paranormal stuff that I do, it's all evil. Um, so I kind of put it off for many, many years. And of course it's there and it comes in and there's a certain amount. You don't even realize how much you're using it. Um, you think like everybody can do this, you know, kind of thing. Like, and then you realize one day, oh, you know, not to extreme if you're connecting medium, but intuitiveness. Um, so yeah, I, I really have focused on it in the last intensely in the last couple of years, because I now have had those experiences with people that just, oh my gosh, just warm your heart where they're crying and thanking me and I'm crying going, thank you for telling me, you know, kind of a thing. It's just so moving and so healing that I'm like, yeah, this is my next step in helping people. Before it was, it was, or even still now, it was teaching and educating about paranormal and theories or doing, you know, investigating and helping people in their home. But that field's changed a little bit. So I've, I've, Hold in my, my abilities and I'm using them now. That's Very so great. exciting to hear because our lives have run so parallel. Um, really? I, I really do think that the whole paranormal thing um, is so helpful in establishing through, you know, science, et cetera, that something really is going bump in the night. And then, you know, moving through that into frequencies of love where you're working with healing with people, that's really where the joy is. Um, you know, there's proof and then there's, there's healing in love and, you know, resulting in joy and reconnection. Um, and it really is a process, I think. Yeah, and that is exactly it, because when I started in the paranormal investigating, all I did was home cases. 
you were truly helping people. I mean, recently it still happens. I just worked with another case, but interestingly enough, it was another team's case and they don't usually use psychic mediums and they called me in on this and for sure needed it because there was some serious um, attachment to the owners going on, changing behavior and all of those things. But for the most part, paranormal investigating has changed in that aspect. Now you've got all the pay and play places. Everybody goes and does those. Home cases are really, really a small portion now. So it does allow me to reconnect with people in a way that's really helping them. The psychic mediumship helped to really help them. So, yeah, it's interesting. We're going to have to talk more, too. After I agree. <laughs> I agree. This is Marla, a, you've made you know, a match. You've made a match. I made a great match. <laughs> Not only do you look like you could be related. I know. It's crazy, you know, right? And it's you're all dressed crazy. in the same color. Okay, <laughs> now we... Now we but my glasses back on now it's for sure it's a great panel so okay i want to go Halaster, when you see spirit do you actually see the human form of the spirit or does the spirit just have an essence so you know who they are it depends on a couple of things um when i first started connecting with spirit i saw them just as i saw you and as i saw myself in the mirror once I became more confident in that connection and um, also was doing it more and more, the spirits found energy effective ways to work with me. So rather than giving me the full on take, which can use a lot of energy, um, they'll highlight certain things about themselves that they want people to know. Um, color of eyes, the kind of smile, hair, you know, I, I've seen spirits where their hair keeps changing and it turns out, <laughs> oh, they were a hairdresser, you know, things like that. Um, a woman came, sat in a group and um, her husband moved forward. He was of a different ethnicity and pointed that out to me. And she said one of her questions was, would he say that to me? Would he show me that? So depending on what the spirits want to demonstrate, that's how they present themselves to me. And sometimes where there's tremendous grief with a person, um, the, the energy can be dampened a bit, you know, with grief and grievance and pain. However, the spirit will then often use my clairsentience, my sense of feeling, and I will get a sense of who that spirit is without seeing them. So it really depends on the energy, the person, and what the spirit wants to show. Perfect. And Mary, so we, doing paranormal investigating, how do you find the the ghost the spirit that's that's occupying the space and how do you then get them to move on you know it's interesting because the thing with paranormal investigating i think it's using it's interesting because these two different things that i do are using both the left and the right side of the brain because when i go into investigating other than being drawn to areas um, I used to be called the EVP magnet uh, for electronic voice phenomena caught on audio. And I really think that's because of the light coming forth and out that they can see that and the spirits on the other side are drawn to it and or me being drawn to them and getting to the right place at the right time to capture these things. 
But my take on paranormal investigating is trying to use, have things as controlled as possible. Um, just because I know other people with me know that something hasn't been faked or how it happened. You have to be able to present it in a controlled way. I think of it like a, a court, you know, you're in law. It's a matter of can this stand up to scrutiny? And if it can't, it doesn't mean that what you've captured isn't, you know, real. It just means you need to find a better way to do it in your investigating. Um, so when I you investigate, sorry to interrupt, but when you're investigating, you go, you, let's say we've, you go through a dwelling and you, do, you, do you see, do you feel, is there a way to know what spirit is there and, again, you know, move them to the next, to the light? More times than not, the idea of most of the ones that I will come across, at least in private home situations, some of those I have moved on after the fact. In one location I had, and this is just to kind of give you an example, I actually had the, the privilege to be, had four years to keep going back to the same location. Um, after all of those years, and this place was like EVP Haven, an hour in, you don't have five already, and then each one after that. But the thing is with it is at one point we captured a voice that said, help. It was a female. That's where the abilities came in because as things were, we were connecting with her, I was knowing who this was. I was still kind of quiet about it with people, but nonetheless, I knew, you know, knew. So what happened was, as I told, I had a team at that point in time. I said, um, I'm going to go back. Oh, we went back one more time. Asked again, captured on the audio recorder. When I asked, last time we were here, someone said that they needed help. Does, do, do someone here need, do people here need help? And a female, the same voice answered, just me. Well, my heart was like, okay, we got to help her. So I did, in fact, go back and move her on. And I remember telling the team, this is going to be bittersweet. It's the right thing to do. But I'm telling you, the rest of the family is all there because she somehow was stuck here. They had the ability to come and go. They had already, you know, moved into the light. So now they can come and go. Um, for her, it was getting her there. Um, afterwards, we did go back and investigate three more times and not a word, not nothing was caught on audio. I felt nothing. So I knew that, you know, it, it, it got quiet and it's remained that way. It's remained for the most part. I'm sure small things still happen there, but the curator at the uh, museum, you know, doesn't really notice anything. So sometimes you move them on, but a lot of these public places, there's, one, I, there's a couple locations. They have signs up on the wall, and it, it's, it's frustrating to me, I will tell you, um, that say, please do not try to move the spirits on. This is their home. Are you talking about like the Red Lion Inn? Uh, no, it, no. There's some other places, and I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to, you know. Well, but, but I know that their place is haunted, so that's they why know I, it's haunted, and it's their income. I think you should offer 
you need to offer if anybody, maybe they are stuck and they do need to move on. And if they're coming and they're just hanging out, great. Let the, then fine. There's but plenty of verse-bound spirits to uh, take the place of the ones that need to move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take our first break. I hope you all stick around to talk to Hollister and Mary. By the way, you can call in and you can actually talk to Hollister and Mary yourself. The number is 888-346-9141. So we'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition. Align your thoughts and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. We were joking about what other side I was talking about when I left for break. This is the other side for me. <laughs> so, But we are with two amazing women today. Hollis Durand, celebrity medium and Mary Marshall, who is a paranormal investigator, and we're just having a really, truly spirited conversation. But before we go on, if you want to look up uh, Hollister, you can find her at HollisterRand.com, H-O-L-L-I-S-T-E-R-R-A-N-D.com. And if you want to reach out to Hollister, it's HollisterRand at gmail.com. Very easy. 
And for Mary, Mary can be found at theparanormalmd.com. And her email address is theparanormalmd at gmail.com. Reach out to these ladies because they are amazing. Also, if you want to call in and talk to them yourself, 888-346-9141. All right. Welcome back, ladies. Well, thank you for having us. <laughs> this is just so much fun. I'm, I'm loving this. So I'm just going to start. I'm, you know, normally I ask a lot of questions, but this time I'm going to just throw out each one. Please tell me a great story of an experience you had that, that took you by surprise and ended up amazing. And so let's start with Mary this time, and then we'll go to Hollister. All right. I've got, you know what, I'm going to go with the paranormal, even though for me personally, the ones that are more like dealing with the psychic mediumship are more touching to me, but the paranormal, and here's what the story is. Um, Paranormal isn't always about finding ghosts, but just helping people. And sometimes it's disproving by common sense or other knowledge that you carry. So the story is, is that um, a friend of us, an acquaintance of mine contacted me, put me in touch with this woman. He was a contractor at her house. And he said, he got to the point where so many things were going on for this lady. He said, I'm, I'm not going back unless you have somebody come in and check things. He apparently, he had saw a giant uh, light orb in this the basement area, He down to things where he would put screws down, turn around, come back, they were gone, he was doing work there, measure things, remeasure, remeasure, and he's like, I do this for a living, this doesn't happen. The woman herself, uh, her husband had died, and uh, she was depressed. She was really ill. She had, was not working as a result of her health. Um, she was sent, the dog was ill. Her, even her dog was feeling ill. They were sensing her husband there in the chair. Um, there would be noises and, and so shadows and so on and so forth. When I got in there, um, on a side note that's kind of funny, uh, they did it was became really apparent during the preliminary interview um, that her and her ex, her ex, her deceased husband, didn't get along real well. So I thought, if this guy's here, this is going to be, what am I going to be doing, like marriage counseling across the realms here? <laughs> because she, she was convinced, because she was, he never wanted any work on the house, that, um, and she, that's all she was doing now, was all this construction. You know, so the what as it turned out, it's the first time within the first three hours of investigating where I already knew more than likely it was not haunted, or at least a majority of what was being experienced was had nothing to do with ghosts. Uh, of course, we had to do all the video and the audio and so on and so forth, do our due diligence and check the uh, data later for any evidence. What had happened was the EMF in this lady's house, the electromagnetic fields, were off the charts. I have only one other time ever seen this, and that was in a different building. Um, And EMF can make a person sick. People have different sensitivities to it. 
it can be as bad as depression, hallucinations. It can physically make you ill, nauseous, headache, and so on. The interesting part was is the vet couldn't figure out what was wrong with the dog. The one spot that the dog tended to lay in, which was in her room, was the one, one of the couple spots in the house where it had the least amount of EMF frequency there. So the dog was using its own senses. I feel better here. Um, so I, I approached her. I gave her graphs explained it, said, you need an electrician, your house isn't grounded. What? Said, your house isn't grounded. So she called one, first one didn't know what was going, you know, what to do. So she called another one, sure enough, she had to have the, it redone. The house was not grounded. And what happens is these frequencies will travel along water pipes into different lines. So you become, and there's an old expression, the ghost hunter's, show used to do say which is create a fear cage and that certainly does it creates a cage and you can have all kinds of bad symptoms a year later i ran into this woman at a gathering elsewhere and she came in it was a halloween as a matter of fact it was <laughs> halloween party and she came in she's smiling happy healthy back to work and everything was going right in her life. So the reason I brought up the story is we all kind of want to sometimes hear the ghost stories, and I do have those, but sometimes it's helping people by pointing out that it's not a ghost, but there are other problems that are, I mean, she was sick from this. She was, and she, the more she was home, the sicker she got. So it got taken care of though. That's a great story. Hollister. Well, I really like what Mary shared because not everything that goes bump in the night is a ghost or a spirit. Um, and so these days, every time a butterfly flies by, people assume it's my mother. Every time they drive into a parking lot uh, and find a parking spot, you know, mom uh, did that for me. And, you know, I always wonder, do... Do spirit do do your loved ones become butterfly wranglers and valets after they pass? No, I think it's far greater than that. Um, and one of the things I like to think of myself as is a spirit communication facilitator. I understand that as a medium, it is not about me, but I can place myself um, in an energy space where I can share messages from people, between people who may overestimate someone's presence in their life or talk themselves out of the presence of someone in their life. So um, I'm kind of the equalizer between those two extremes. And I'll give you an example. I was doing a large gallery style event. I don't know, maybe there were a hundred or so people in the room, um, maybe a little bit more, not sure. But I was walking down the aisle and literally was just stopped. And I heard suicide in my left ear and just stood there and looked to my left. There were two women sitting next to each other. I said, I am hearing suicide as I stand here. And then as I began to look and speak, I saw two men, one each standing with these two ladies. 
uh, one of the men gave me the name Anna. And it turns out that not only was it the name of one of the ladies, it was also the name of both of the ladies. And it turns out they did not know each other. The next lovely piece of, so both men were also named the same name, which was given to me. These two women did not know each other. For some reason, they felt like they should sit next to each other in this group. So they both had men they loved dearly. One was a son, one was a significant other. They both had men they loved of the same name who died in the same way. Um, and the messages that came forward of love and peace and, uh, you know, details. Oh, and, and one of the, the young man said, Mom, don't get the tattoo of the hummingbird. And she said, <laughs> I already did. And we had this great <laughs> moment. And she pulled up her sleeve and there was this huge hummingbird tattoo. And then she had to stand in front of the whole group and show everybody's like, show us the tattoo. And it became such a group get together. And these two women who came into this meeting, brokenhearted and alone, ended up meeting each other, sharing that moment, sharing the moment with the whole group. And they are now, I think, Facebook friends, one of them told me. I think that's a fabulous that story. That kind of synchronicity, that kind oh of, you know, I, I don't make that happen. Do you, um, I, The spirits do. It's really exciting to be part of it. That's I have so to crazy. tell you the word synchronicity. I literally just wrote that down right before you said it because that's what was going through my mind in saying the synchronicity because I've had those types of completely in a class. I was teaching one of my paranormal classes and in this particular one, it was ghost and spirit entities. We get in, we, I cover near death experiences. This was a, a small facility. It wasn't at the college like I normally do. And there were only six people in this class. Five of these six people, we discovered that last class had all personally experienced dying and coming back and I'm like this is not a coincidence that you all came here and took this at the same time and you're right they did the same thing they also exchanged numbers because it created a support for them because not a lot of people can understand what they've been through um, so they did they exchanged numbers and social media and all that and connected for that reason it's the synchronicity of sometimes how things are playing out and should be. And I love the fact that you describe yourself as a facilitator. Because yeah, I that, that's I really, that's how I see myself um, yeah. much more because I know now that I'm working with all of these networks, um, people ask me, Hollister, how do you know you're connected to spirit? I say, I look for high levels of synchronicity in my life. And for those people who don't understand what synchronicity may be, Carl Jung, um, the, the famous dream researcher and um, well, of course, there's a whole psychotherapy kind of thing that's named after him, Jungian um, stuff. But anyway, um, I digress. Um, <laughs> but this idea of synchronicity, things that don't normally seem related, gain meaning by their connection of one to another, um, and that there could be causality to it. So in our case, 
things that don't seem like they should happen. Or it's like you want to call up Las Vegas and go, what are the odds of that happening? That's synchronicity. That kind of, what are the odds? That's crazy. And you know what's really great is it keeps mediums and and I hate to speak for you too, Mary, but I think it keeps us very excited because it, it causes us to be in awe. And yes, any medium worth their salt knows that it is just not about them. They do not make this happen. They are drawn into the network at the right place at the right time to be of service. And the and that's those perfect examples of explaining why everyone has the ability. Uh, because they listened, they felt that there's something that drew them to that, the whatever, the decision, however it got there. That's the when you hear the expression of there's a whisper in your ear or something on that. They're doing the same thing. They're just listening to the, the universe, to the interconnection we all have. Yes, and one of those women in that group event had sat down in a different seat, she told me later, and moved to the seat next to that other lady. This is one of the reasons why in my group events, I do not sell assigned seats. For me, that would be interfering with the work of spirit. Um, because when, when you assign people seats or say this section for this group or whatever it is, you, you literally are standing in the way of spirit doing their work and giving people their own aha moments, their yes. own moments to express their connection with the spirits. So that's why I, I don't sell assigned seats. I, I love you. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's unanimous, Alistair. <laughs> um, I do want to find out. Um, earthbound spirits haunting a home um are they there to create problems are they just stuck and i'm not talking about the ones you can find mary are they just stuck or can they you you know are they there to torment or are they just it's a familiar place those who miss that opportunity to move on or choose not to yes <laughs> That's <laughs> yes to all um you know what it it i think more times than not most of the spirits out there um when I'm talking from a paranormal uh, perspective, I'll say are benign um, in that it's, you know, grandma, it's somebody that even sometimes the people who have had really rough lives uh, and come back and seem to stay and hang around, um, they're not always there 100% of the time. They do come and go. So you, the earthbound ones, obviously, they are stuck in a location. A lot of times those do occur due to, um, you know, I've had a case where it was a boyfriend had been on drugs and basically overdosed and died in the bathtub of this house. Um, in that case, he was still there because he was in such a state of mind that's the type of thing that like a crisis medium would be helpful for uh because they don't almost sometimes don't know because they're they're just stuck in a death state um of sorts okay. but yeah perfect well i'm gonna 
We have to go to another break. Hollister, when we come back, I want to have that question answered. Is there sex in the afterlife? I've been promoting that. And I just love it. So we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to find out if there's sex in the afterlife. And uh, we'll be back soon. Stick around. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections, the connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guided spirit conversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. We have Hollis Durand and Mary Marshall here with us today, medium and paranormal investigator, and we're having the best conversation. So I'm glad you're here to witness it because it is so much fun. But I want to be Go into, if you want to reach Hollister or check Hollister out, you can find her at HollisterRand.com website, and that's H-O-L-L-I-S-T-E-R-R-A-N-D, or HollisterRand at gmail.com if you want to send her a letter or a note and, and talk to her and arrange something. And for Mary, you can find Mary at theparanormalmd.com. And her email is theparanormalmd.com. I'm sorry, theparanormalmd at gmail.com. 
So now it's charity shout out time. So I want to quickly go through our charities because, you know, I love to support everybody's charities because they're all viable and important. So we've got lostlimbsfoundation.org. That's Mary's charity of choice. And Hollister's is Love Bugs Rescue. So let's talk about Lost Limbs Foundation first, and then we'll go into having Hollister tell us about Love Love Bugs Rescue. Mary? Um, Lost Limbs, um, a friend of mine uh, who became a friend after the fact is Mike Couch. He is an amputee, and he started this foundation for kids who have uh, need a prosthetic, whether it's for an arm, leg, whatever it is, an eye. There was one recently they just did for an eye. And the thing is, is these are so, so expensive. And kids grow. And it's hard enough to be a kid or and to be a teenager and to have the ability to be gifted or at least have a helping hand in paying for these prosthetics is just really critical to the development um, mentally, emotionally of these kids. Um, so yeah, Lost Limbs Foundation has kind of become the darling of the paranormal side of things. He, he kind of is all around at the conferences uh, all the time. And you can find this charity at lostlimbsfoundation.org. And Hollister, let's talk about Love Bugs Rescue. Well, <clears throat> I had a dog named Bodie. I still actually have Bodie. Um, and uh, he was a, a rescue, a perfect Chihuahua rescue, three pounds. And people told me that that was impossible, that there was no such thing as a rescue Chihuahua, three pounds perfect, doesn't bark, poops on demand. People told me that was not possible. <laughs> well, Bodie is indeed the perfect dog. Actually, can you bring Bodie over to me? So here is Bodie, and you can see. Oh, hello, Bodie. <laughs> yeah, you can see he's a little elderly, but he's oh, got a beautiful mask. Traveling, um, he got sick, and I almost lost him. But I talked to him in my mind, and I said, "Bodie, you can be with mommy, either in your body or out of your body. I will do what you need me to do." And the doctor in emergency called at 6.30 the next morning and said, we can't explain it, but his blood work is perfect. Wow. But I thought, oh, my goodness, I need support for Bodie. I was traveling in Orange County, um, California, at late at night after an event. I thought, I need to Google small dog animal rescue. And up popped the picture of, can I have my little Amara. We're going to do a change out here. <laughs> Up popped the picture of this one. And it was Lovebug's Animal Rescue. I filled out the, um, uh, the adoption um, information, heard even later that night. That's how fast they were in responding and set up a meet and greet for nine o'clock the next morning. I adopted Amara. She and Bodie walked together like they have been together forever. And these dogs, I mean, love bugs, people will walk up to her and say, you're such a love bug. I say, yes, she is. Um, when I'm working with people whose hearts have been slammed shut by grief, the loss of a child, um, the loss of a child to murder, um, a murdered spouse, a sudden car accident, a medical difficulty, sudden traumatic deaths. 
the heart closes up like this. As soon as they hold Amara or Bodhi, that heart begins to open up a little bit. And the bigger that opening, the bigger the opening for spirit to connect. And so that is why Love Bug's Animal Rescue isn't just to give Hollister a dog, but also allows for the space of love to return to a place where there's been pain. That is, and I can see where that could happen because the fact that you are definitely um, interjecting your energy, your love into these beautiful animals and together it be, it's like a formula and together. Well, and they're perfect. Who knew that there were two perfect non-barking chihuahuas at three pounds in the world? And don't bite. You know, they're loving and sweet. Such good travelers. Bodhi even got little uh, flight wings from Delta when we flew. <laughs> they're, they're that That's perfect. So cute. Okay. I have got to get this question on the air because I have been promoting it all week. Is there sex in the afterlife? Everybody wants to know that. Um, okay. Well, I wish there were. But before there's this huge collective, uh, um, let me just say that the purposes for which we have sex here on this earth plane do not exist in the spirit world. There is no need to procreate in a physical way in the spirit world, nor is there the need for connection in the spirit world as we have it here. There isn't the division. Um, so love in the afterlife, there's the ability to meld your energies, to live in oneness. And here on this earth plane, sex is often a way to do that or feel that or have a glimpse of that. So I dare say that, no, there isn't sex in the afterlife, but it's bigger and better than that. Well, love is always... I mean, it's, love is the first and foremost in my world, exactly, too. And it's, and it's the connective tissue of the universe. And, and sex is our way of trying to find our way to oneness, connection, and legacy. Yeah. And, and so sex true. is body. You know, that's your body. And once the body is gone, love and that other connection takes place in a different way. You know, I always have people do the same thing. There used to be a book that was like, do dead people watch me shower? And I just <laughs> had this conversation with someone and said, That's a great question. And I'm letting, yeah. And they're like, well, I'm letting you know right now, no, you're, you know, you're, it was somebody like grandma does not want to see you naked in the shower. No more than you want to see naked grandma, you know? <laughs> so, um, and here's the thing, honestly, though, they don't even see that. They're seeing us as a light um, and the, the the hangups and the things that we have in this world don't mean have the same meaning over there. So I'm so glad to hear that because I read Rosemary Altia's book years and years ago, and she was talking about when spirit first came to her and she was in a bathtub and I was just like, Oh, that's very uncomfortable. <laughs> You've just cleared that up. Yeah, it's just not the same way. And that's, yeah, because the question isn't really, is there sex in the afterlife? The question is, do the spirits watch me having sex with my significant other? Exactly. That would be. And the good news is no. I know someone who 
this woman who really had a hard time because she was in having relations with her husband for a while because she was so paranoid that there was a ghost standing there watching them have sex and just no no they don't watch (laughs) Well, yeah, although early on in my career, when I was doing some ghost busting, you know, when that was the thing, um, there was an apparition of an old man who was appearing with these two young people having sex. And of course, they freaked out and we got a call. Um, But what was happening was the energy. He had died in this bedroom, this old man, and had lived there for years and years and years. And so he's thinking, what are they doing here? You know, what what is happening? And their energy was allowing him to manifest. And it wasn't, it was more puzzlement. You know, he didn't quite know know where he was. So that was all taken care of, but he wasn't watching them. He wasn't wasn't being a voyeur. Watching them. It was just (laughs) their energy allowed him, you know, to appear. So uh, so that was a healing. He was he was moved forward. That's was, a really good point because I did there was a, a location that I've investigated a few times and it was a brothel. So there was a lot of exchange of money and then we were up in the rooms and often people will f- had and there was a point where they had saw what looked like a couple being intimate up in this one room. And I'm like, I'm sure you did because, and again, is that a residual energy or is it real? You know, that type of thing from a paranormal perspective, I wasn't there, but yeah, people have seen it the opposite way, but no, they don't voyeur. They're not voyeur, you know, voyeuristic with us. Ladies, this has been such a great conversation, and I'm sorry I didn't get to the promotion of your of what you're you're doing. But you can find Continuum, Mary's book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or on Mary's website, The Paranormal MD, and Hollister. Um, you t you have a circle, and you can get in touch with the circle. Yes. And the book I'm Not Dead, I'm Different, which is so funny. It's a great great title. Um, and I want to thank you both, and I'd love to have you both on again. It has just been wonderful, and I need to connect you two. So stay on. Don't hang up afterwards. Um, I want to thank Voice America and everybody for helping get the show on the road. Matt, Robert, thank you, and everyone else. To Teresa Scott-Reed, my assistant, my right hand and left hand, I want to thank you, the audience, for taking the time out of your day to enjoy this conversation and today with Hollister and Mary. And I'm so grateful for you. Um, please. Email me at either marla at mghealer.com or guidedspareconversations at gmail.com with any questions, comments, suggestions. Please don't forget about uh, checking me out at marlagoldberg.net. And if you're interested in my book, My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path, you can find on Amazon in Ingram Spark or on my website. And I wish you a very happy Halloween. Make it safe. Make it fun. And till next week, I send you love, I send you joy, and I send you gratitude. Take care.